Relationships rule. That's my motto. I'm Janice Porter, and I love to share the power of relationship marketing to help grow and impact business. I've grown my business by building and nurturing relationships, and I'd like to help you do the same. Welcome to the Relationships Rule podcast, where connection means everything. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Relationships Rule. I have a super special guest with me today. Her name is Joanne Bolt, and she is somebody that I love it. I met through referrals, really, somebody else who had been on my podcast um, um, a very long time ago, but I was um, taking one of her programs, Stacey Brown Randall, a great woman and a super um, referral person, introduced me to Joanne, and I'm so glad that she did. So first of all, welcome to the show, Joanne. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am super excited to be here. Um, my pleasure. And and th- that's what I love the most is about referrals and connecting with people and people knowing that they're your kind of person and those kinds of things. Do you, how do you operate your business that way as well? Oh, a hundred percent referrals. I've every business I've ever been in or run. I'm, I'm just not a cold call person. I'm not a go out and just hunt business person. I may form relationships girl and let the business unfold through that. And that's what probably what I loved about you in the first place. Right. So <laughs> let's t- tell my audience a little bit about you, Joanne. Tell us, um, you know, what you do now and maybe even how you got there would be kind of fun. Sure. So my name is Joanne Bolt. I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. I started my career 20 plus years ago. We won't really talk about how long ago as a real estate agent, which is where I learned to perfect the art of the referral based business. During that time, I also ran sorority recruitment nationally for my sorority, where I taught other women how to talk to people in a great referral kind of way to get them to join the sorority. And then in COVID year, 2020, 2021, I shifted into the online world of podcasting and started to share my gifts and my joy and my story through the art of podcasting. And then really just learned that you know, at the end of the day, podcasting is another form of referral based business. And so it was a natural flow for me. And that is what I'm doing now is I host the B word podcast and I have a community called podcast her. Fantastic. So I have to, first of all, ask, uh, what sorority were you in? Sigma Kappa. Wouldn't that have been weird if we were in the same sorority? (laughs) What were you in? Alpha Phi. Ooh, Alpha Phi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was at the University of Georgia. So we had, I think, 20 of 26 national sororities. And yeah. then when I ran it um, nationally, I joined the, you know, I I joined the, you know, the head, like the team um, yeah. for the national recruitment team. And I bebopped all across the country, yeah. going to various chapters that we had that were struggling and helping them unstruggle. Interesting. And and that would be another whole topic someday because sororities, I'm in Canada, right? And I think it's run a little bit differently here, but I didn't realize that I know how huge that the Greek organization has been in universities. I just wondered if it still is, you know, today with everything different the way it is. It's certainly not what it was, but I think it's still as powerful. It just looks a little bit different. Yeah, exactly. Um, But I think the whole thing about anything like that is joining something to belong, to be part of the campus, to be part of something, whether it's, you know, um, some people need it, some people it's a leadership thing, whatever. Anyway, we have this another whole topic. Let's talk, (laughs) let's talk about um, 
um, actually, I have to read this if if you may, because no, go for this, it. this speaks to your sense of humor and what I love about your Southern um, way. Okay. Cause I'm so not, I'm like the North, I have a friend in Georgia who lives in uh, a small town outside Atlanta, I think as well. And I see her all the time at, at send out cars conventions. And I, I follow her, you know, her things on Facebook and stuff. And I just love to listen to her talk because she has some great expressions. And I'm sure that you do too, just because of being in the South. So this is what you said. Uh, I love the hat mom. I wear it proudly. I laughing, laughingly say I'm snarky. And I am a little sarcastic, a little sweet, a little, well, Beth Dutton. And of course, I know who she is on Yellowstone, for those of you who don't know. And Rebecca Welton, love her. Ted Lasso, best character on the show, all rolled into one. And uh, and I just love that you have put that together there because I think it's so cool. And um, um, so the transition from um, being a realtor to being a podcast, you're a podcast host, but you're a podcast trainer as well. You teach other people how to start podcasts. Am I correct? I don't necessarily teach them how to start it. I do that once a year in a boot camp that oh, I do. Okay. What I really do is I help them take that little old podcast that they may or may not have started and turn it into a marketing machine for their business. That's right. Because That's- what I have learned throughout the years is a, in a business, you have to market B relationships, no pun intended rule in the form of marketing for your business and C a podcast rolls all that into one. Yes. Now I, okay. It's been a while since we've spoken. And, uh, and I remember in listening to um, a couple of your episodes that um, it was something that, oh yeah. I I watched how you, you've done little mini um, episodes, uh, mini um, topics that you've put into like a special edition of your podcast that I've never even thought about before. So I thought that was really interesting. And so you've got some great ideas around how to um, make it really, in some cases, a person's actual primary business, right? The podcast is the primary business. I mean, that's the ultimate goal, right? Is to get that podcast to where you don't have the other business or your other business is running on autopilot and really you're just podcasting. I say just that out of my language. (laughs) Your podcasting is the main marketing medium to bring in the revenue into your world. Yeah. Which is, it's so fun because it's just, I love talking to people and interviewing people. Now in your case, I know that you do a lot of solo episodes, correct? I do. I really, what I have found through the years is I love to talk to people. I also love those quick hits that dopamine rush of getting a little bit of information that you can quickly implement into your business. And that's something people ask me for all the time. So I do some solo episodes where I just give you one to three tips on or how to, or something you hadn't thought about to take and implement into your business. And you can listen to them in 20 minutes or less and mm-hmm. then dive in on your own. How many podcasts do you listen to in a week? Oh my gosh. I think I have 20 on my regular rotation and then I bebop in and out of other ones. So my kids always laugh because the other moms in carpool line are picking their, you know, kiddos up from school and they're listening to country music or Christian music or whatever, you know, sports talk. I am on listening to podcasts all the time. And it's, it's gotten to where even my, my daughter 
Yeah. She'll grab, you know, she'll get into the car sometimes and she'll be like, oh, you're listening to Stacey Brown Randall again, or oh, Jenna Kutcher. Cause she knows, like I listen to some of the same podcasts over and over and over again, because you feel like, you know, these people, they become a part of your world. And so I'm, I just need to listen to my girls. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's so true. I've actually gone off on a tangent myself and I'm not listening to any, um, what I would call, um, educational, um, podcast for me at the moment. I'm, I'm just, I don't know. I think I'm almost finished all of the episodes that are there on smartless. Do you know that? Well, so I think for me, I'm very likely in my home to have music playing throughout the house all day long. Yes. But when I'm in the car, I'm either going to listen to a book on, on audible. Yeah. And when I discovered how much I love to listen to a book on audible, it was pretty natural for me to move into the now just listen to podcasts that yeah. are educational. One of my girlfriends is really big into listening to um, true crime. I haven't yes. quite gone that route yet, but maybe on the next long car ride trip, I, I will. Yeah. I've, I've listened to a couple of those that were quite interesting. And um, I think because I had a period in time when I was reading true crime books and, and rural, and she was amazing. And so I've started, I've listened to a few true crime, but, um, and one about a con artist that was amazing, actually. Hmm. Yeah. So well, know, that could be interesting. Yeah. Con artists, they're fascinating because they're so smart because they're able to con you. They're just so smart. Anyway, so that, that's a sideline, but I know there's so many podcasts, right? There are so many, um, podcast, but there's, you know, do you, do you notice, and I guess I'm going this route because I'm interested in podcasts too, of course, and I love podcasting. Do you, um, can you right away tell if it's good or not good when you start listening to a podcast? Oh yeah. So what, oh, yeah. Yeah, by what, by the, just the tone of the the questioning or the tone of the, the voice that the host has. All of it. Yeah. I think a lot of podcasters don't really realize because they sit oftentimes in our homes, in a studio, we're not live. So we're talking into a microphone or we're talking like this on a zoom Mm -hmm. and they don't realize that sitting up, having that energy, bringing everything you've got as if you were on a stage doing a keynote talk is really critical Yeah. It's less for me about the quality of your recording. Mm -hmm. I will give someone a lot of grace if I listen to them the first time and the recording is echoey or, you know, they're, they're struggling with their microphones because chances are they don't know yet how to make it better Mm -hmm. and, or they're just having an off day on their equipment. We've all had that. So I will give them grace on that and then keep listening to see if I like the quality and the tone and what comes out of the episode. But I can quickly tell you, I mean, probably in the first two minutes of listening to someone, if their energy is one I want to listen to, if, I mean, honestly, this sounds really bad, but I've had people not listen to me because they don't like my Southern accent and that's fine. How can they not like that? But I mean, that's fine. There's, there's people whose voice tones I don't like either. And you have to think about podcasting, like developing that friendship, that relationship. If you really just emotionally do not enjoy listening to them, you're never going to dive into what they're saying and how they're saying it. So you might as well click off and and go on to a different podcast. So yes, I can tell very quickly for me, whether I like a podcast or not. 
And do you find yourself or does it matter if you're listening to one that's an interview or one that's just the host talking? It really is all about what I'm there to hear and the value that I'm getting from that podcast. And a lot of podcast hosts, you know, they start their podcast because they just want to talk about stuff or they want to like sell into their business. And I think that we often forget that the podcast is not about us as the host. It's about the listener and what they need to right. hear and what they need to get and the relationship they need to build with you. Mm -hmm. And so if your relationship you need to build with them comes from bringing in guest experts, showcasing great stories through interview telling, then do an interview type podcast. Mm -hmm. If what they need to get from you is your expertise and what you know, and the tips and tricks that you can bring into them, then I say do solo episodes or do a combination. As long as you're pretty consistent with how you're doing your episodes and people know what to expect, mm -hmm. then you're okay. What I don't want to hear is someone who one day does a solo about fitness and the next day has a guest expert about dog training. And the next day does a solo about, you know, clothing shopping. Like I have no idea what, what you're talking about. And so I, I don't have a reason to stay tuned to you. And for me, a lot of times it does come back to just what are you feeling when you're listening to it? You know, I listen to Jenna Kutcher, the gold digger, her podcast a lot. Is Jenna teaching me anything in her episodes on Pinterest? Probably not. I am quite the Pinterest person myself. Is she teaching me anything when she's talking about building an email list? Probably not. But her tone and the way she talks to you feels like I've got a business bestie in the car next to me and we're discussing business tactics together. So I'll listen to her. That's a, that's a, a an asset for sure that um, she has developed very well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. She's yeah. a great storyteller. Yeah. And there's the key right there, right? Being a, a storyteller. Um, I find that for me, um, I like to hear from my audience, people that I know will give me feedback, right? And, the, and they'll tell me, and, and this episode was great because, or this episode lacked a little bit because, or whatever. And, and I like that because they're all different. And it's all actually based for me on, um, well, how I'm feeling, but also how I connect with the guest. And I have had situations where I didn't know the person and I really didn't know how to get past that initial piece with them, even, even though, and I always do this, I don't like to go blind into a, a podcast. I like to have met the person at least once just Same. to get a sense. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Um, I think that's important. Um, but I always want to make sure that I can um, spotlight you spotlight the guest, because that's why I want you on here. So I can share your um, zone of genius with my audience as well, because I think that's important. And that's part of what I'm doing. I want people in my world to meet the new people in my world, I think, mm -hmm. because I think I can connect people. And that's what I love to do. In fact, I just remembered that I was going to connect you with somebody and I haven't yet. So uh, that I thought you should meet. I remember that last time we talked. So um, how do you feel about um, and, and you don't have to no names needed here, but how do you feel about <laughs> podcasts that, because I think I'm doing one this week as a guest, um, podcasters who have specific, the same questions that they ask every single time. You know, it's like, okay, roll with me on this analogy. Sure. It's like buying jeans. 
at the core of it, a pair of jeans is the same from every single brand at the core of it. Okay. But I might like the way that one particular brand fits versus another particular brand. Fit. Or I might like the price point of the gap versus the price point of free people as, mm -hmm. as companies, right? Mm -hmm. Podcasts are very much the same way. So for me personally, if you're getting into interviewing and it is the same format and it is the same questions every single time, just a different person answering them, I might listen to one or two and then I'm out. I am not interested any longer. However, much like jeans fit everyone differently with the different brands, there's a different flavor for everyone. If your ideal listener is someone who likes the structure they like knowing that, you know, what's going to come next, what's going to come next, how long your episode's going to be when, you know, they like that order to things and what you're answering is fulfilling their ultimate reason why they're listening. It's a great format. If you as a host or someone who's not a good riffer, you really need to follow pre-done stuff, then, then that's the right format for you to take. Cause you can be consistent and comfortable when you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I will tell you because I'm more of a off the cuff, give me the riff. Let's just chat like girlfriends kind of girl. I like listening to those podcasts the best. Mm -hmm. I also like being on those podcasts the best. You know, I've been asked to be on podcasts before and then they've sent me, you know, the 10 questions they want me to answer. And I'm like, no, okay. You're not the right podcast for me to be on. If you need me to predefine all my answers, I'm out yeah. because I know I'm not going to give your audience what they're looking for. You know, I'm, I'm just not that structured in my responses. And uh -huh. so, you know, for me personally, I don't like the structured ones, but you know, like I said, for some people it fits great. Yeah. Fair. The very, um, uh, neutral answer. <laughs> well, I mean, and I'm not actually trying to be neutral. It's, no, 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 it's just I God's honest truth. I, you know, no, like yeah. there, just... there is one that I love and I will tell you, cause I don't mind saying it. Cause he is a fantastic person. John Lee D Dumos, JLD. <laughs> Yeah. entrepreneurs on fire. Yeah. I think he's a fantastic person. I don't enjoy listening to his podcast very often because he's very structured. Yeah. He has questions. He's going to act like, you know, what you're getting with JLD's podcast that, I mean, do I tune in occasionally? Sure. Is it one I keep on my regular rotation? No, because it doesn't fit my personality, but yeah. clearly with the amount of podcast episodes that, you know, and downloads he has, He's meeting somebody's personality. So those people are out one, there. Yeah. He was one of the first and he, he is, uh, has become very successful. Oh yeah. He's, he's fantastic help. at what he does. Yeah. You, but, but that was the one that came to mind for me in that, but that's, a, I can, I can handle it with him. But again, I'm like you, not all the time, but there are people who I find hide behind that and, and they need to just realize that they can do it themselves. They don't need to, you know, right. If you've been listening to me for a while, you probably know that I love to talk about LinkedIn. So now I'm curious, are you ready to take your LinkedIn to the next level? Because if you are, I've got the perfect opportunity for you. As a valued podcast listener, I'm offering you a one month free trial to the LinkedIn Advantage program. It's your chance to join the community of like-minded professionals and immerse yourself in a space designed for learning, networking, and growing your business, and a lot of LinkedIn as well. Don't miss out. If you're ready to go from listener to participant, take advantage of this free trial by visiting podcastadvantage.janisporter.com today.
That's podcastadvantage.janisporter.com. Join us and we'll see you in the group. So, and yet I was on a podcast actually the other day, this woman had sent me, she said, 20 minutes, here's the four questions that, that I'm going to ask. And they were, they were four questions that weren't the same for everybody. She tailored them to me, but when she asked them to me and when we spoke, um, she managed to make it real and um, conversational and it was great. And she did a good job. So I guess, and I think that's fine. Yeah. You know, if she has that ability, but yes, if he, well, Okay, let me let me specify. The ones I turn down are the ones that send me a list of questions and want me to fill the answers out and send it back prior to the interview. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm not your person. Yeah. I'm just exactly. not. I, I totally agree. Um, that's totally the same. Um so what I want to ask you now is just to go off track for a second and, and tell me what you do. Oh, I know what I wanted to say. I wanted to say that from that conversation just now about not liking those structured types of things. And yet I sense from you with our former conversations that you're very organized and structured in your business. And in, I am. Yeah, that that is where you are very, um, you know what you want, and you know where you're going. And, and I love that. I have systems for yeah. everything. My spreadsheets have spreadsheets. <laughs> My calendar is very structured out, but there's also, I'm, I'm a creative, right? Podcast hosts by nature are creatives. We don't think of that initially because we think creatives are people that are on Instagram all day long or, you know, painting or, you know, creating music. No, a podcast host is a creative just in the digital online world in a different way. Right. So I do have to leave that space for the creativity to flow. Um, you know, like I, but I know for me, like if I'm going to sit down and start outlining an, an episode for a podcast, I, I have to schedule it into my morning time and not my afternoon. That's when I am at my most creative, but I do like to have things calendared and organized. Mm -hmm. That being said, when it comes to the actual speaking of things, actually doing my podcast, you won't mm -hmm. hear me reading a script. Mm -hmm. You'll, you know, I will have bullet points written out, like, what do I want to touch on? But I'm an off the cuff speaker. Yeah. And so I know that about me when it comes to interviewing and being on a podcast, but when it comes to the details of the business, I'm very structured. Yeah. That's why you were successful in your last business and why you'll be successful in this newer, in this new business for sure. Um, so when you're not working, and I think you work a lot when you're not working. What are you doing? I am most likely on my back deck, having a glass of wine, watching some show on Netflix because I love a good TV show. I really yeah. do. I am a junkie for TV shows. Me like, too. Give me a good Downton Abbey, you know, the Gilded Age. I will sit and binge that sucker all day long, or I'm hanging out with my kids, you know, taking them to swim practice, baseball practice something like that. But honestly, if it's a Saturday afternoon, I'm on the porch with a glass of wine in the evenings. I like to cook. I am, I believe I will watch food network all day long and then DoorDash whatever I need to make a recipe and then go and I will spend hours in the kitchen cooking. Oh, I lately I've been, um, obsessed with, uh, Instagram chefs cooking and whatever. And every time, oh, yeah, great videos. I save them and then I have to copy the recipe. And I've been doing that lately, which is kind of fun, um, especially during the summer because they were 
some great salads on there. And I love oh, to- there were, I'm currently obsessed with butternut squash. So oh. my 13 year old has mm. asked me to not have it in any meals anytime soon. Cause I finding ways to put it in pasta or cream sauces or salads or yeah, I'm a butternut squash season. So right funny now. Because I had a recipe that came at me on Instagram for a butternut squash soup. And then this, Oh, you'll uh, have to share it with me. I will. And this amazing, um, sourdough bread, grilled cheese sandwich to go with oh, it. Yes, please. So yes. I went, I went all, I've got two butternut squashes in the fridge. And then we had Thanksgiving here. It's Canada. Uh, last Monday was Thanksgiving here. And I didn't get to the butternut squash because we had the turkey dinner and everything else. So, and anyway, it's still in the fridge, but I'll send you that recipe because it's, oh, looking, it's yes, real, please. but so funny because I made a, a ravioli filled Ooh, butternut squash I'm, the other day. I'm impressed. I'm impressed. I do say so myself. It was yes. delicious. homemade ravioli. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Like oh. when I say I like to cook, I yeah. really enjoy from scratch, start to finish all the things. And probably for me, that's one of the best things about what I do is, you know, I, I went into real estate thinking it was going to be so flexible. And if you're not watching this podcast, I'm air quoting so yeah. flexible. <laughs> much like many real estate agents do. And then you realize it's not flexible at all because when you have to be out with your clients or when they're not at work, which means it's your evenings, it's your weekends, you know, and then you're doing all the stuff that goes along with the contract and you're dealing with lenders and closing attorneys and title attorneys and inspectors. Well, they only work during the work day. So you are legitimately working at all times. And then when I got into podcasting, I discovered, oh my gosh, I really can put an episode together, put the blog together, do the freebie, do all the things, be done by 12 o'clock and then go spend my time in the kitchen if I want. Yeah. So it, it, for me, podcasting opened up a whole new world of flexibility. Nice. How do you feel about the fact that um, there are so many podcasts now, like it's just exploded? What, what would you say? What do you say to people who, you know, think they want to start a podcast and they have no idea? Like, I would say- evaluate whether it's right for you and your business. Do not start a podcast thinking you're going to be able to monetize a podcast. Unless you've got a million followers on Instagram and your social media is just banging, that's not going to happen for about five years. What you do with a podcast is create a podcast to actually sell into your business. And when you can marry the two of those together, you've hit the sweet spot. But if you aren't someone who can be consistent, you don't have topics you can talk about a lot. And all you're going to do on a podcast is come across with commission breath, buy from me, buy from me, buy from me. It's not the right avenue for you. Now, my opinion on there being 8 million out there, I come out of a world of real estate. Mm -hmm. Girlfriend in Atlanta, you can pretty much throw a tennis ball. It'll bop someone on the head who's an agent, bounce off her head and hit three more on its way down. So I come out of an industry that is, oversaturated. And it really is about forming relationships, getting to know your ideal customer, meeting them where they need you. It's the same concept in podcasting. There are 20,000 podcasts that all talk about marketing or podcasting or email list, or, you know, some of the topics that I discuss. Right. And here's the thing. People are going to listen to five or six of them and that's okay. They'll take a tidbit from here, a tidbit from there, a tidbit from there. But if I'm the one that they find the most value out of there, I'm the one that they think they know me the best. I'm the one they enjoy the most. 
when it comes time for my offer to drop, it could be the same offer that my competitor has. They're mm -hmm. still going to purchase from me. And so I'm okay with it. Okay. So that's interesting. Let's just talk about that for a second. So when it comes time for your offer to drop, so in your podcast, let's say, do you drop once a week, by the way, is I'm twice a week now, twice a week. Okay. So do you have like, a, you know, a, um, a, a cycle of a few weeks where you're, you're going to talk about a product on your show and then um, it becomes available. What do you mean by that? When you so said I've gotten very good at the podcast sales funnel, okay. which means if I look eight weeks out and I know that I'm going to open up, say a new digital course or yeah. entry into my network that I have formed, or, uh, you know, we just finished doing press record, which is a once a year boot camp that I do for people to learn how to create a podcast. Mm -hmm. Then in the weeks cycling up to that, I'm going to stick to my same format of podcasts. I'm going to stick, stick to my same content pillars that I talk about, mm -hmm. but there'll be a little bit more geared toward what I'm getting you primed and ready for, you know? So if my next course coming out is all about lead magnets and creating mm -hmm. this powerful lead magnet for your business, which FYI it is, then you're going to hear me start to discuss what a lead magnet is, how you can use it in your business how you can develop one for free. I might give you a free lead magnet. Like I'm going to start to discuss the concept of lead magnets for you in your business. Mm -hmm. So that when I then say, oh, by the way, my new course on creating this fabulous lead magnet has just dropped. You're, you're going to raise your hand because I have just given you so many tools for lead magnets. It's a natural yes for you. Mm -hmm. But during those episodes leading up, have you ever heard me say anything about the upcoming course? No, yeah. that's commission breath. Yeah. What I'm doing is teaching you what the concept is, how to mm -hmm. use it in your business, why it's important for your business. And then I'll invite you in and say, listen, I can help you out with this, but if not, we're going to go on to the next thing. And, and I'm really good at cycling that throughout my sales cycle on the podcast. Yeah. I think that is one of your sweet spots for sure. And, um, and something that I'm just learning. So, you know, cause I, I've decided just actually decided probably halfway through this year that it was time to step up with my podcast and make something else happen and do some things a little bit differently or try some different things. So for 2024, that's, that's the plan, but um, yeah. So learning what I can from people like you, has been really good and, and I really appreciate it. And uh, but, but it, it, I never feel that I'm like commission breath, but I don't think I use my platform as well as I could. And so maybe that, you know, how do you feel about um, uh, build, building your audience? Where, like, is there a strategic way to build your audience? Absolutely. Building your audience is all about creating visibility and credibility. And you know that with the referability, um, mm -hmm. here's all my illities, mm -hmm. but your audience will naturally grow over time and you want to buffer it. You want to help it along much like you would your toddlers naturally going to learn to walk, but you're going to help them learn to walk. The more you build your credibility in the space of knowing your ish about your industry, the more a, the content you talk about gets easier and easier and easier when you're not all over the place, when you really hone it in on teaching others or showcasing others in your industry to your consumer. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. they'll start seeing you as the goat, the greatest of all times, the one who has the answers about X, Y, Z. And as you build that credibility, they'll start leaving the reviews. They'll start hopping into your email list. And that's really where the money comes from is mm-hmm. your, your email list. It's mm-hmm. really not the podcast. The podcast right. is the way for them to fall in love with you. It's your welcome out into your world. Then we bring them in with a lead magnet or we get them onto our, you know, our email list. We nurture them throughout that in a different and more magical way. And then we sell to them. Mm-hmm. And that's when it becomes that easy. Yes. For them, mm-hmm. you know, like if they want to be coached about referrals, if they want to build a referable business, they're going to go to Stacey Brown Randall if they've been listening to her because she talks all about referrals all the time. Right. You know, if they want to learn from you about LinkedIn and using it to do referrals, you talk about it a lot. And so when you put that offer out, it becomes very easy for you to sell it because you've been credible. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing mm-hmm. about building that audience though. You know, if I'm sitting around talking to someone in my business about LinkedIn and referrals and things of that nature, it is very natural for me to say, oh my God, you should listen to Janice's podcast and share it with her. Right. And really it's just about teaching your audience to do that, to yeah, share that's... you with their friends who need a specific episode to hear. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. You're full of wisdom, full of good, good I stuff. I like these little bitty strategies. <laughs> I love it. I love that's the, for me, those, those are the things that they're the gold nuggets, right? That people leave for my audience. Yeah, and you know, I think a lot of business owners, and here's a great tip for your audience. They get overwhelmed by how many options they have. Mm-hmm. It's so simple. It's hard. I mean, I say this all the time. It is so simple. It's hard. If you are listening to a million podcasts and they're giving you a million different strategies, just pick one, pick one that aligns with you the best that you think you can get behind that you think you can master. Every skill set is a muscle that has to be honed and toned. Mm -hmm. So get the one that you want to like try out for a while, see if you can make it work for you. And then, and then ignore the rest. Don't worry about 600 lead magnets. You only need one to two that are really good for your business. But heck, if you love producing one for every podcast, you know, a download, go for it. If that's your jam and that's what you're good at, there's a zillion strategies, pick one or two that you like and just hone them. And you, and be truthful with yourself. You know, what works for you and what you like and what is going to be comfortable for you. So it, it, for sure. Well, coming to a close, I'm going to ask you two questions. One is a two-part question. This is my, um, my favorite word is curiosity. And, uh, the two-part question one, do you believe that curiosity is innate or learned? And part two, what are you most curious about today? I believe that curiosity is innate. Okay. The part of it that is learned is for you to figure out what you're actually curious about. And what I'm curious about today is what is stopping other people from taking their podcast to the next level? Because for me, I think it's naturally X, Y, Z. What I'm learning from other people is there are a lot of other roadblocks that I never even considered for them Mm -hmm. starting one. So that's what I'm curious about today. And what I mean by the, the learning piece of curiosity is you may think you're curious about something, but you may not actually be learning what you're actually curious about and then diving deep into that. Like that's where the secret sauce is. I think. 
Okay. Awesome. Thank you for that. Really Thank roundabout you. answer. So I'm sorry for that, that's but that's okay. literally how my brain works. That's okay. Um, do you, are your kids curious? I have one who's very curious and one who's very black and white. That's just like, so me. my black and white kiddo is he's only curious if it interests him. If yeah. not, he's out. Don't ask him questions. And the other one is my more creative child. And so she's more like, Oh, let, well, you told me that one plus one equals two. Hmm. Why? Let's yeah. talk about that. Let's dive into it. Can one plus one, act, could it ever equal three? And so she's my curious one. I've got same with me two two daughters, but same one is and one isn't. Okay. Last question. Um, really just what would you like to leave with my audience as your um, best business tip or um, whatever comes to mind at the moment? My best business tip is get it on record. Whatever you're doing for your business, record it, put it on video, get behind a microphone. You may hate seeing yourself on YouTube. You may hate the sound of your voice, but at some point in your business, you may need some of that and you may need it to come back to. So get everything on record that way when, and if you decide to start a YouTube channel or an Instagram account or a podcast, you've got material and you're not feeling so overwhelmed about things. So every single day in your business, get recorded somehow and then figure out how to use it. Great advice. Thanks, Joanne. Now, how you can my welcome. audience find you? Oh my gosh. They can find me on Instagram at it's Joanne Bolt or um, on Facebook. Podcast Her is my company. I exist to help women podcasters make more money in their overall business. I've actually just opened up a network for female podcast hosts where it's all we're doing is helping them grow their audience, their credibility, their visibility to create some profitability. So podcast her at it's Joanne Bolt. Those are my, my two spots I hang out in the most. Okay, perfect. So we will put that in the show notes. Perfect. And I appreciate your time and all your Thank you for having me. Wow, my pleasure. And to my audience, thanks for being here again. And if you like what you heard, please go check out Joanne's podcast, the B Word podcast. Check out her um, website as well and uh, her um, and on Instagram at it's Joanne. It's Joanne Bolt, right? Or it's just, yeah. Okay. It's, it's like the word, it's yes, Joanne yeah, Bolt. Yeah. yeah I'll perfect. see you there. <laughs> And, uh, and please leave a review. We love those and uh, the algorithms love those even better. So thanks again for being here and remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thanks for joining us. If today's show inspired you to make a new connection, why not start with me? Head over to LinkedIn and connect with me. Be sure to let me know you are a podcast listener because I select one listener each month who connects with me on LinkedIn for a complimentary profile audit. And you know, I love to meet new people. So I hope you take me up on it. Don't forget to stay connected and be remembered.